Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. Climbing trees, doing dangerous things are things that we all like to be involved in when we're younger. I know telling my kids not to climb the, uh, the um, Moreton Bay fig outside next to the, is a very uh, hard task at times because they look at that tree and they go, Dad, but that's a tree ready to be uh, climbed on. That's, a, that's, something like, that's somewhere I need to be. Yes, Violet, I know. <laughs> but when we climb trees and we get a different perspective, we need to take that perspective into account. And today's story is about that sort of idea, isn't it? It's about a person who is in Jericho, who is um, away from the people that, uh, from Jerusalem and all the people that are consecrated to God. And he climbs a tree to see Jesus because it's noted there he's short in stature. And he sees Jesus. And we'll stop there for a moment. Seeking God's perspective in our life is something that is an inherent part of us. When we think about our lives, we always want to know what God has to say about it. So we climb a tree, we go to a spot where God will be and God will notice us and God will speak to us so that we can understand how to move forward. And we try and do those things so that we transcend our circumstances so that we don't feel we're stuck in what we're dealing with, but we are taking God's perspective and seeing the greater path forward. Instead of feeling like life's a trudge, we're trying to see the joy and peace and love in our life so that we can use that energy to move forward in God's plan. There are many instances in the Bible where people climb things to be with God. Moses climbs a mountain to go to the burning bush because he sees a burning bush and he goes, I've got, to, I've got to be there, I've got to see that. So he climbs the mountain and finds God there. Moses climbs a second time to get the commandments. He goes to the heights to find out what it is for God's will for his people because they've been rescued from Egypt, they've been saved, but now they need to know how to live. So he goes up to the mountain and they, finds the commandments to bring that back bring that back down to the people. We see Jesus taking James, John and Peter up to a high point and we see the glory of Jesus revealed to his uh, apostles, to his disciples, with uh, Moses and Elijah there as well. So there's all these stories about how we travel up high in order to see God, in order to understand God. And in today's stories, Zacchaeus wants to know Jesus. He wants to see Jesus and, know, and knows in his spirit that he has to do that because at the end of the passage, Jesus says he comes to gather the lost because they're children of Abraham. Just because he was in Jericho doesn't mean he was outside of God's glory, outside of God's eternal plan. He was part of it. He was an intricate part of it. And so he wants to see Jesus and he wants Jesus to help him transcend his life, transcend his life of being someone that is hated in the community because he is collecting money for the enemy, being hated in life because he's short, 
and so most likely was bullied and hassled by those around him. Hated by people who were from Jerusalem because they were the pure ones, weren't they? They were the ones that were God's people and anyone that was in Jericho or those towns that mingled with the Gentiles, the trading posts, well, they were a bit unworthy to be in the temple. They were defiled and shouldn't have been part of the community. So he dealt with that. There were many layers to his life that he was dealing with. And this is why I find, I find this story so relatable. Sometimes in our culture or in, our, or in the way we think, we perceive people based on the community that they're part of. I know being Eastern European, a lot of people see me as uh, having a short fuse and a bad temper. But I'm not sure if that's true. Maybe, Jane, maybe? No, possibly. But you get, a, you get a sense of you're part of a culture, so therefore there are characteristics that you're seen by. But is that always 100% true? We see people doing jobs that we might not like, and have no understanding of how someone that is godly could be doing that particular job. And so we judge them by the jobs they do. We also judge people by the physicalities. Sometimes the people that are in wheelchairs or um, uh, have mobility issues or, or are blind or are deaf, sometimes they're invisible to us, aren't they? Not yet, Stephen, I know, I know. I knew you were going to put your hand up. So there's all these things that people can have as a reputation, not because, of who, not because of what we know about their heart, but by the external things that are so transient and can change in a moment. As healthy as we are, things can change in a moment for us and we could all, always, always be shifted into that invisible zone in our community. So Zacchaeus, I find him very relatable because we too need to seek out Jesus and know the will of God in every situation and make sure that people who are doing jobs that we might not understand or living a life that we might not understand are always welcome to our worship and are always part of our fellowship because their heart, mind and soul is the thing that counts, not the external bits and pieces that we see. And I often think, you know, with my shaved head sometimes and my intensity, people see me as, uh, you know, a bit of, as a bit of a sort of angry person, but thank God for my boyish good looks that uh, can, can at least allow people to come and approach me. So from this vantage point where Zacchaeus is on this tree looking down, he doesn't accept the circumstances he's in. He doesn't accept the fact that just because he's in Jericho, he doesn't accept that God can't reach him. Just because he's short, he doesn't accept that God won't love him. Just because he's a tax collector doing a job, he, he, he doesn't accept that he's outside of God's plan. And so he climbs a tree. And we know that Jesus knows that whatever circumstances you find yourself in, when you go and seek him, he will notice you. He will find you. He will see you. You see, whatever job we do, whatever our physicalities are, whatever our spirituality is, 
We are never, ever invisible to God. We might be invisible to each other, but our Lord God knows us and is there for us. So when Zacchaeus climbs that tree, Jesus notices him. He sees him. Imagine having Jesus notice you when you were so determined to be noticed. For the shortest moments, it would have felt like an eternity for Zacchaeus being up on that tree and having Jesus look up and be noticed. And it feels like an eternity. It might have been a split second before Jesus says the next part of the verse, but to a person like Zacchaeus wanting to living his life in a spiritual drought, it would have been like the rains have flooded in in that moment, as short as it may have been. And as wonderful as it was for Zacchaeus, Jesus is very real about this situation because he doesn't say, oh, great work, good and faithful servant, you've climbed up. He says, get down from the tree. When Moses climbs up to the burning bush, he doesn't let him stay there and bask in the glory of being with him and uh, as God. He says, thanks for coming, but you've got a job to do. You've got to go free your people. When he gets the commandments, he's come up and he's learnt the way of God, but God says, you're not meant to stay here. You've got to go back down and tell the people what's happening. Jesus says to Peter, who wants to build the little tents for everyone to stay up on the high point, he says, no, no, we've got to go back down now. Same thing with Zacchaeus. When we seek God's perspective, when we go high to find Jesus and our Lord God, we find what we need to help us with our heart, mind and soul, but we don't bask in it because that's not our job. Our job is to climb back down on the tree and go into the community and bring the community that word, that inspiration, that testimony that says, The Lord is with us and loves us and wants to bring us all to heaven. That's where we're meant to be. So Jesus, in such a matter-of-fact way, just says, get down off the trees, Zacchaeus. We've got things. I need to go and have dinner with you. We need to talk. We need to talk about salvation. We need to talk about your restoration. And with that euphoric feeling, it's not... If you notice the story, he says, get down, but... It's almost like Zacchaeus is filled with the Holy Spirit. He comes down and he says, Lord, I'll do this and I'll do that. And he's so pumped. He's so pumped with the Holy Spirit that he's just giving all that he needs to in order to find his relationship with God. How many times do we pray and feel so, so strongly and then all of a sudden we're talking to people and they go, oh my, he's in that mood again. He's crazy. His arms are waving and he's talking to us and he's getting excited. We should all be excited. We should all be waving our arms and speaking to God because he's with us. He loves us. We are never away from him. So Zacchaeus tells him how he will repent and how he will change his life. And when Jesus hears what he has to say, the words are, salvation has come to this house. Salvation has come to this household. So it's not just that Zacchaeus is saved, It's that everyone in his house, his whole family, the next set of generations, they're all saved because Zacchaeus made a change. Again, how relatable is that to us? Those who are the matriarchs and patriarchs of our families, how much of a difference does it make when you stand in the power of God and say, 
I am the leader of this family and God means something. Now, we can't make our children as much as we want to. We can't make our children love God and interrogate them and all that sort of stuff. But when they see you inspired by God, when they see your relationship inspired by God, then what does that do? The whole household becomes saved. Indeed, we have a whole parish that we need to release the power of the Holy Spirit into. We have this church, we have St. Linus's, and we have all the people that surround us. Somehow we need to hold the faith. Somehow we need to hold the inspiration. Somehow we need to allow the fruits of the Holy Spirit to be released into our hearts, minds and souls and be the compass, be the, be the lighthouse for those people with a compass seeking a place to find God. You see, our household is our parish. And can I say that when we believe in Jesus, when we've climbed up into that tree and we have allowed the Spirit of God to enter our hearts, minds and souls so that evil cannot exist, then all we are left with are people that are ready to accept and bless others with their life and their testimony. So I ask you to be those people, I encourage you to be those people that when something goes right in your life, when something is powerfully happening in your life, sometimes we can say, oh yeah, it's just, just the way it is, I'm always a bit lucky with things. Or we could say the other thing that says, look, I prayed about this and, and I prayed really, you know, it's not just happened today, I've been praying about this for the last month and finally God has heard me. How blessed am I? If we look at the Bible and all the stories that are in it, they're, pretty, they're largely testimonies of people and how they've found God. Your testimony in the place of releasing salvation to the whole household is vital. How God influences you and how you have a relationship with God is very, very important. So I encourage you, as we finish up today, to remember that the reading finishes with salvation has come to those that are lost. Salvation has come to our house because we are trying to climb up the tree and understand what God's purpose is for us. And if salvation has come to us who were once lost and are now found, then salvation will come to those that are lost and come to worship with us each and every week. And the Spirit of God will be released into their hearts, minds and souls. And what a beautiful time that will be for all of us. So keep praying for the church, keep praying for yourself, keep praying for our community so that we can all have this experience of going up into the tree, being filled with the Holy Spirit and coming down and sharing with Jesus. Well, all right, now that I'm, Lord, I'm going to repent, I'm going to change this, I'm going to stop this, I'm going to try giving this, I'm going to do this all for your name and for your glory. The Lord be with you.